The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to Lord. Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat already a few miles offshore was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. After making the crossing, they came to land at Genezareth. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought to him all those who were sick and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak. And as many as touched it were healed. <laughs> The Gospel of the Lord. He became frightened and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. We have to call on the Lord to save us. Whatever is making us sink or whatever is appearing to us as though we are sinking as a church. We have to cry out to God to save us. Whatever is happening around us that appears as though the church is sinking, our lives are sinking, we have to cry to the Lord for salvation. God is willing and ready to save us. That is why he says in the, in the responsorial psalm, the Lord will build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. God will build his church again. Zion is the dwelling place of God. And God dwells in his church. And he dwells in you and I. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 3. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. 
and God dwells in us, and God wants to rebuild us. To rebuild us suggests that he is not happy or content. He is not satisfied with the state of the church. And so he himself will rebuild. Why is he not satisfied with the state? Because we are men and women of little faith. But that is not the mind of God. The Lord wants us to grow in our faith. And that is why we have to pay attention. Just pay attention. In the opening prayer, for example, in the opening prayer, listen. The opening prayer said, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray, Almighty God, make us docile in believing the faith and make us courageous in confessing it, just as you granted St. Sixtus and his companions that they might lay down their lives for the sake of your word and in witness to Jesus Christ. The opening prayer, we are asking God to make us, the church is asking God to make us docile, docile in believing the faith and courageous in confessing it, just as he granted St. Sixtus and his companions. They laid down their, their lives because of their conviction, their belief in the faith. Now, Jesus tells Peter, you man, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You of little faith. Peter began to walk toward Jesus. You got that? And he began to walk. As he began to walk, he faced all kinds of storms. And because the storms, the wind, there was, the, the wind was so strong, he became afraid and began to doubt. But his journey was towards who? Jesus. The first instance, they were sent by Jesus to go to the other side. So on their journey, they faced a storm. Jesus appears to them. Jesus is reaching out to them, and they see Jesus again. And they became frightened. They thought he was a ghost. But Jesus says, do not be afraid. It is I. Then Peter said, if it is you, let me come toward you. Then Jesus says, come. He began to walk. We would like to, because of time, we we'll didn't analyze this. But let's continue. So he began to walk toward Jesus. As he began to walk toward Jesus, he faced a storm. Then he became scared. He became afraid and began to doubt. Friends, our walk as Christians is a walk toward Jesus. Our end as Jesus, our goal is supposed to end. Our walk, our journey as Christians is supposed to end in Jesus with a beatific vision at the end of it all. So our walk on earth, we are the pilgrim church and we are journeying toward Jesus. On this journey, we face all kinds of trials, all kinds of winds, all kinds of storms. But it will take only the word of God for us to overcome these storms. That is why St. Paul will tell us in 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, that this is our walk. We should fight. We should run the race. It's a race. He likens the walk of the Christian as a race. And you know, when you are taking a race, you are running against friction. And you are running also against... Um, um, you are running in competition with other what? Runners, other, um, yes, other um, athletes. Okay, so, but it takes effort. We have to write, run. In fact, some version says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So our Christian life is a fight, not physical fight. A fight that we fight on our knees in prayer. And Jesus demonstrated that in the gospel. After he dismissed the people, he went to pray. Why did he go to pray? Jesus is God. There's no argument about that. 
but as long as he was in the flesh god in the flesh he needed to be in touch so to speak so to speak with god the father through prayer and through prayer we build our faith why do we need to build our faith jesus says you of little faith if you have little faith what it means is that the christian life is going to be tough we we will even fail we will even fail if we have little faith it was because of his little faith that he was failing on his walk he was sinking because of his what his little faith but we must grow in our faith jesus earlier on or later will say peter i have prayed for you i prayed for you that your faith may not fail so our faith can fail it is crucial we must ensure that we keep building our faith through prayer and through the word of god and through the sacraments that is how we build our faith we must nourish our faith to grow if we're not even careful look there is even a faith that is dead peter had a little faith and he was sinking on his journey to jesus on his journey to fulfill his destiny the invitation of jesus jesus invites each one of us in one way or the other in our various lives in our various vocations to come toward him that is the mind of god but it will take faith strong faith peter had little faith and that faith was failing him in james james talk, talks about what a dead faith some christians today the faith or their faith is dead and that is not the will of god and that is not the mind of god god doesn't want us to even have little faith because little faith will also fail us he wants us to have what great faith and friends it's not about the size of the faith but it's about where or who in whom have we put our faith and that is what Jesus says if your faith is even as little as a master seed even if it's as little as a master seed once that faith is in me you will make it and that's what he says in hebrews 12 verse 2 let us fix our gaze on jesus let us fix our gaze on jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith the christian life begins with faith and it must end with faith and that is only possible if we fix our gaze on jesus looking onto jesus the author and finisher of our faith and that is why if you see as peter was walking towards jesus initially he began with him he was focused on Jesus, but when the storms came, he was distracted. He looked aside. We are told when he saw the winds, he became afraid. In other words, he took his eyes off Jesus and was not looking at the storms. But Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, fix our gaze. Let us fix our gaze on Jesus, the author and, and, begin, the, author and the finisher of our faith. So we must fix our gaze on Jesus. When we come to Mass, the Eucharistic Lord, we must gaze on him. And as we go out, we must still fix our eyes on him. That is the only way we can end the journey successfully. That is the only way we can overcome. And remember also in 1 John chapter 5, who is it that can overcome the world? Who is it, who, who can, who is it that can overcome? Who can win the victory of the fight of the Christian life? Who is it? The one who has faith in Jesus. For it is by our faith that we overcome. It's very clear. First John 5, 4 to 5. By our faith in who? In Jesus. And St. Paul will even make it very clear that our walk as Christians is a matter of faith, not of sight. We live by faith. We live by faith. Romans says, the just man, who is the just man? The Christian. We are justified in Christ, according to Romans 8, verse 10 to 12. We are justified by Christ. 
and the just man, Romans 1.17, the just man shall live by his faith. So if we don't live by faith, we cannot make it. We cannot be peaceful. We cannot be joyful. We will be distracted. We will be, we will be afraid like Peter. But if we walk by faith, we will have that confidence in Jesus. And friends, it is always better for us to be reminded that it is only faith that pleases God. Jesus was somehow disappointed. He said, you of little faith. When we are not walking by faith, we cannot please God. God is not excited. God wants us to believe him, to trust him. How would you feel if your children don't trust you? How do you feel when there's no trust? As a spouse and a husband, you and your, I mean, as spouses, you and your wife or you and your husband, when there is no trust, how do you feel? Hebrews 11:6 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. We must have faith in one another as spouses. And so we must have faith in God also. Remember, Jesus is the groom and we, the church, is what? The bride. And so as bride and groom, we must have faith in one another. And God trusts you. God trusts in, God has so much confidence in you. That is why in the first place, he sends you out. He sent the disciples out, not because he didn't know they would face challenges, but he knew that they would overcome the challenges as long as they put their trust in him. God has faith in you. God has faith and confidence in us. We must also have faith and confidence in him. But this doesn't come on its own. We must learn to wait on God in prayer. And that is what we saw in Jesus in the gospel. What did he do? After he dismissed the people, what did he do? He went and he prayed all night. It was evening. He only appeared to the disciples at the fourth, uh, or the fourth hour, the fourth watch. That is between 3 and 6, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So the evening he dismissed them, he went into prayer, and he was in prayer until the fourth watch. How long do you pray after Mass? How long? St. Paul says we should pray at all times. In other words, be in touch with God at all times. Be in constant relationship with God at all times, wherever we find ourselves. That is the only way we can walk by faith. And if we are in touch with God, what it means is that we are gazing on him. Our faces are gazed, I mean, are fixed on him. And as we fix our faces on him or our eyes on him, what happens? Psalm 34 verse 5, we will not be disgraced. We will not be ashamed. We will not be afraid. We will overcome. We will be victorious at the end of it all. And that is the what we are called to do at every mass. Why? Because at the mass or during the mass, the word of God is proclaimed to us and preached to us. And as we hear the word of God, faith comes up. Faith comes by hearing the word and understanding it. And as we understand it and put it into practice, our faith grows. That is why Jesus sent them out. And with it towards the end, what, what happened? The people heard about Jesus. Towards the end, where is that? After making the crossing, they came to land at Genazareth. But even before this, when Jesus said, Oh, you little of you man of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. That is what God wants each one of us to come to realize. That he is the Son of God. The problems we are going through, the crisis we are going through, are meant to strengthen our faith in him. 
are meant to reveal the power of God so that we'll come to that confession, like in the opening prayer, we'll come to that confession that Jesus indeed is the Son of God. That is the essence. Your problem, your sickness, whatever it is, will not overcome you because God will step in to let you see his glory and to let you see that indeed he is the Son of God. And towards the end, after making the crossing, they came to a land at Genazareth. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought him, all who were sick, and they begged him. You see, when the people recognized Jesus, they didn't keep quiet. They sent word that people should come. That is evangelization. They sent word and told them, the man Jesus Christ is here. When Jesus dismissed the crowds, ite misa est. Every mass, we are sent out to talk about Jesus. Ite misa est. We are dismissed to go and preach the gospel. Every mass. And that is the mission of the church, to evangelize. So every day, the church reminds us just that we are not always conscious about it. And I think we have to hit it always to remind us that is our mission. We are dismissed to go and evangelize. And that is what the people of Genazareth did. When they saw Jesus, they told everybody around there that the man Jesus is around. And they brought their people for him to heal them. That is a sign that the people of Genazareth, they didn't only recognize Jesus, but they had faith in him. Friends, if we are not eager to talk about Jesus to others, if we are not eager to share Jesus, sometimes... And often, I think it is because we don't believe in him so much. One of the easiest ways we can evangelize is to see people in crisis and point them to Jesus. And I tell you, if we point them to Jesus, Jesus will heal them. Jesus will minister to them and they will have faith in him. May we become like the people of Nazareth after mass. As we go out, we'll point people to Jesus. We'll tell people about Jesus who is able to heal and touch their lives. That is why he came that will all come to faith in him and be saved and have a victorious Christian life. Prayer. Jesus prayed. We must pray. Jesus prayed. We must be people of prayer. Jesus. Peter heard the voice of Jesus say, come. He heard. We must listen to the word of God. Our faith will grow. And we must also witness and evangelize. Through evangelization, our faith will also grow. So that we will not be men of little faith, women of little faith. No but people who have fixed their gaze on Jesus, who will walk into victory. We pray for these graces in this Mass. Amen. May we rise and present some intentions to the Lord.